0: Monogamish contains content intended for mature audiences. The views expressed here are for entertainment purposes only. Please enjoy the show.
1: Hi, Hi. I'm Jen. And I'm Justina. And And we're Monogamish. (laughs) So for today's podcast, we have a huge topic, something that's very important, something that I'm sure a lot of our listeners think about. Um, we're going to talk about family reactions when it comes to sharing your lifestyle choice with somebody that you care about. Correct. Um, the last thing we want is somebody calling us saying, we've seen your spouse or your significant other out in a public place with somebody else, and thinking that they're having an affair when it's all consensual. Correct. And so we have a special guest today. We do. Jen's mom, Donna, is joining us, and she's going to discuss what it's like having Mm -hmm. a daughter who's in the lifestyle. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. first we want to ask you, um, tell us a little bit about Jen's um, upbringing.
2: Okay. Well, I was 17 when uh, I found out I was expecting, which uh, as an unwed teenage mother uh, who was 17 and a junior in high school was a little traumatic. (laughs) (laughs) But... um, Went through many uh, emotional things, and one of the ones was whether or not to put her up for adoption and give her two loving parents, but then because of my own insecurities, not knowing would they love her, would they care about her, I knew that I loved her more than anything in the world, and that um, I wanted what was best for her, and... I knew I could love her no matter what. It was so unconditional, and I just didn't know, and I couldn't bear not knowing. I think if a, if back then there would have been open adoptions, possibly I could have done it, but I couldn't. I couldn't give her up. I had to keep her. She was just me. She's a part of me, and I, I just love her so much.
0: Mom's always said that I was born of love. and She was. Like, mom's always said, from day one, that no matter what, she just loved me more than anything. So she would not work out. Like she couldn't give me up because of that.
1: And that's the way it should and that's be. And it's amazing. That's a mother's love.
0: Yeah. That's why my mom's one of my best friends.
1: <laughs> so, in the upbringing and while you were raising Jen, did you discuss sex? How did you approach that sex? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like this is going to be a fun story that I have yet
2: to hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You have to understand, I grew up in a rural <laughs> community on a cattle ranch. Very uh, topics were not discussed, such as sex. Okay. And uh, other. So you were the real American cowgirl? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I. <sighs> And then I became super religious. I tell people I'm a recovering Southern Baptist when they ask me what religion I am. And so, of course, sex is just, that's a big no. It's you meant d- for procreation. Right. It you, was a taboo subject. It's a very much a taboo subject. Sex is for between a husband and wife, never to be shared outside of that. You don't have premarital sex. And, of course, kids do not have sex. They just don't because that's just not appropriate, even though I was an unwed teenage mom. So um, so the reality
1: of it is that kids were having sex.
2: Absolutely. We just,
1: at that time and in that location, were unable to talk about it. And
2: Yeah, these topics were just not acceptable. They were outside the norm. And it's like, OK, you have to, <laughs> let's face reality. Teenagers have been having sex since the beginning of time. Absolutely. Yep. You know, okay. uh, despite whatever rules and regulations were out there at the time, whether it was acceptable, non-acceptable, it was happening. Mm-hmm. Because when you reach a certain age... Your hormones are going crazy. Your today. hormones kick in. <laughs> and you know what? We were raised to feel shame.
1: Right. Sex and when has you always equaled shame, which yeah. is crazy when you think about it, because exactly. that's how we're all here. Right.
2: And so, and, it, and it's it's why we were created. Correct. It's if the we, only
0: way we are created, and, you know, notwithstanding science, but there's a reason we're all born. Sperm and eggs still have to meet each other, but it's so weird yeah, to me. and, and they, they, they
2: really—well, <laughs> now they can do it outs- in a laboratory, but correct. before right. then, there's only one way for that to happen, and you have to have a— hopefully you have a desire for the person and which i did i mean her her biological father was a wonderful young man and he came from a really nice family it's just that we were 17
1: right exactly so jen let me ask you when you first started exploring your sexual Mm -hmm. behavior did you share that with your mom so initially um god no
0: (laughs) no that that, oh oh, absolutely I don't think you understand just how deep in the church we were yes so um for me I had feelings and all those things like I still remember being um I mean I had a pretty traumatic uh, uh, like sharing everything is I had a traumatic event when I was 14 I was sexually assaulted by somebody that um was in the neighborhood and so for me it was really hard because, you know, when, you, when you're when you in junior high and high school and all the... Because really hormones start kicking in at 13, 14, right? And right. when you're raised in a family... And that was where, then. I feel like it's becoming earlier and earlier so as each much, generation
1: progresses.
0: Yes. And if we're not talking about safety and all of those things, exactly. then all it's doing is it's putting everybody in danger. Correct. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're... Twelve or eighty, we still need to be talking about safety and all those things. So yeah, I could not speak to my mom about it. So yeah, one of the things when we started talking about sexuality was after my traumatic event is that um, I'd gone and talked to my pastor because mom had heard about it. She used to drive school bus,
2: so she oh. um, she had heard about through the the rumor mill. But I was told I I didn't know it was traumatic. Okay. And I didn't find that out until she was 17. And I asked her why she never told me. And she said, because I was afraid of what you would do like, probably go across the street and strangle the young man that had assaulted her. And she knew, I think instinctively, she knew that I probably would have done that. Of a mom I mean
1: the mama a, bear comes out in you you want to protect yes, your a, children
2: and it's a different conversation so like my mom
0: was never comfortable talking about sex no ever so um and I I still remember us, like, kind of hanging out in the bathroom and talking when I was growing up. I mean, like, even, like, I had my first pap smear, for example, after I'd had a ruptured ovarian cyst at 16, remember? And I went, like, silver. And so it was just really uncomfortable for us to talk about female stuff. And so we never did that.
2: No. And So do
1: you feel like it's just that the times have changed, or do you feel like it's gotten easier because you've gotten older? Um. For me, I've always
0: been really open. I think I shock my mom a lot. <laughs> Not intentionally. I just try to be as open with her as I can. And it's also how I live my life. So I
2: think that. And I've definitely changed over, you know, once I, um, Jenny, grew up in a very abusive household. Um, and once I divorced my ex-husband, I think one of the things, um, I changed. I, I would try to go to church and I was just enraged. Every time I walked into a service, the preacher would be talking and I would just get livid and have to walk out because I was ready to go up there and grab the mic and say, It's oh, no. You're yeah. hypocrites. Well, it's not the way it works. Because let me
1: ask you um, within this small town, so you probably heard rumors all the time of affairs, adultery. Lying, cheating, things like that, because that type of stuff spreads. So, these same people that you were going to church with, were you having
2: issues with that among them? No, no, because uh, I kept—I've always been a person who's kept myself somewhat isolated. I'm more of an observer than a participant in life. Uh-huh. And I—I um, I found out much later that her youth leader is spending is in prison for molesting his children of the first church that we the church that we were really involved with the most right. and it's like oh my god and then as i like i say as i got away from the church and um started forming my own opinions i can remember uh jenny getting very frustrated with me because I would say, you could do this. And then I'd say, no, you can't. And then, no, this is wrong. This is right. No, I. Because you were torn yourself and with it's what like, annoying. and finally I looked at her one day and I said, look, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I believe, what I think, because it's always been told to me because I, I love, I, I left my father and mother's home when I was 17 and my father was a, a person I was terrified of, and I just did whatever I was told to do. And then I married my uh, ex-spouse, and it was the same thing because I was raised to do whatever they said to do. So I didn't know who I was. So I was raised
0: the same way I was supposed to do whatever I was told. So I clearly did not do that one. No. No. So- <laughs> and-
2: Way too rebellious she, for that. She didn't. She. Never, it, Jenny, let me put it this way: If I told her it was black, she'd say, "Oh no, it's white." And if then I it would convince you of it. <laughs> she would be very convinced. And then if I told her she couldn't do something, she would say, "I—I I mean, not literally say this, but oh yeah, just watch me." <laughs> so, mom, let's
0: uh, let's kind of switch up to a little bit later. So, how are you? Because. You know, I got married for the first time very young. I was yes. 20 when I got married the first time. I had yes. a two-and-a-half-year marriage. And
1: your and, idea was completely monogamous at that time.
0: Um. So, no, actually. Okay. So we actually had, okay, story I've never told before is... My first husband, we used to have fantasy about being with other people. And so one night he actually watched from a window while I was with another partner, one of our friends. And so,
1: so non-monogamy was part, consensual non-monogamy was part of your... It has been since I was very
0: young. Okay. I mean, I had my first, to be honest, um... Is I had my first threesome when I was sixteen. I had um, a lot of sexual experiences, so that's just been a part of who I am. Okay, it's not necessarily about communicating it to your family, right? So I got <laughs> Especially married at sixteen. Uh, yeah, and where 16. we were at that time. Yeah, right. And so, so I had my first marriage, and I was non—I was non-monogamish then, non-consensual, non-monogamy, and um, we. And then after that, remember, I was engaged again. Apparently, I'm really good at getting men to propose to me. Just kidding. <laughs> but after that, here's a really important thing, and this is one of the reasons I love my mom. I would, I was in a relationship with a woman, and so we had a long-term relationship, and my mom flew out to Boston to come and hang out with me and my partner at the time. So did you know
2: prior to this that she was bi? Yes, Okay. Yes, I do. How did you know? You told me. Okay. That, remember I got that email? Hey, Mom, I'm moving to Boston and I'm gay. Oh. <laughs> you sent her an email. Apparently. Yeah. Oh. I have no idea. This is like a while. <laughs> oh, no. This is a while. So, to communicate, we had already, my current <laughs> husband and I had moved to the island of... And at the time that we moved there 20 years ago, they didn't have uh they had phone service but it was like $3 a minute, so we so communicate. Yeah, so we communicated by email <laughs> and we had to go to an internet cafe to do this. So this wasn't a, oh I'm scared oh, to tell her that I'm
1: by so I'm just going to No, apparently that was no, just apparently that was the moment. No, no, you, you you have
2: to understand at this moment my husband and I had just gotten back to the island. She was being she was inducted to the Golden Key Honor Society. She was wow. the I
0: was student body president of my she college.
2: was the student body president of my college. Yeah and um we come home and I get this email and I look at my husband and go, what just happened? <laughs> 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 Oh, okay. So it was, it was. She was moving out to Boston with her her girlfriend at the time, and um, so the next visit they came over, and we were very accepting, and it was very awkward, very uncomfortable. I think more for her and her girlfriend than it was for my husband and I, because she's my daughter. You're gonna love her. I don't care. Right. You know,
0: I love her. So I have to tell you this story because it's hilarious. So um, once I was with, when I was with my partner at the time, and so Better Than Chocolate, the movie had just come out. So my (laughs) mom... Gets the movie and sends it to all of her sisters.
2: No, no, say, I didn't or, do that. Do, or you talked to him about I it. I talked to him and I said, if you want to understand, watch, watch, better than watch Better Than Chocolate. So, it will help Simone you understand. So mom tells everybody this. Like, <laughs> so she's like, yeah.
1: Just like, because like, being gay
2: is place. just, oh my God, if you can... It is the worst sin possible you can do. So you felt like then
1: when her, so when she shared that she was by that was probably. That was a really good movie to explain things. But <laughs> that was your initial shock. So you had no idea prior to the email? No. I, no.
2: I, I. And what about you? I wasn't you? really that shocked or that surprised. It's interesting because I think I've, I'm more in tune to who Jen is than she realizes. Mm-hmm. And so, no, nothing she does could shock me. I mean, everything she could do, <laughs> she did as a teenager. So I was beyond, <laughs> I was beyond being shocked by then. Okay. So then, now we flash forward a little bit.
1: Yeah. And so when you have to tell mom now that you're in the lifestyle officially mm-hmm. with your current husband kind of probably softened the blow because you've already had to tell her, I've been sexually assaulted. I've been... Mm-hmm. I'm a bi. I'm moving with my girlfriend and had to share all this stuff yeah. with her. So now you get to this point and this is probably not a big deal to you at that point.
0: Um, Actually, it was. So here's... So from my standpoint was this is... I was married for 14. So I had a second marriage and I was married for 14 years and everybody loved him. He was very much part of family. He's one of my best friends. So... Mom and I talk, and um, it was right before I got into lifestyle, because I didn't know about lifestyle. I didn't know lifestyle existed. So I was cheating on my ex-husband dangerously. So I was doing things like, um, you know, internet sites that weren't verified. And then I had, I remember very distinctly, like, Ma, I wasn't happy, and I, mom and I in sat in my backyard, and I was like, Mom, I've been cheating on my ex, and I just want you to know this is why. It's because I'm not happy. And so then I ended up telling her, well, we found this club that was like where I found my people, where the skies parted and the angels started singing, and I was like... So I told her about that, and so my ex and I had done that, and then when I had met my current husband, when I met Mike, it was... um we were so ingrained because it was just, I finally found the place that's natural for me. So mom and I had this awesome conversation that night. Do you remember? You were just so worried about me.
2: Yeah, I was more, uh, when she was telling me about it, I wasn't surprised at all. Uh, But I was really concerned for her safety. That's what worried me the most is that in engaging in this lifestyle, how safe are you? Uh, in in coming out about her lifestyle. Are the are you going to be safe? Do they know who you are, where you live? In your business, you're out with people, showing them. Uh, you know, are you going to be safe? And that's what I was most worried about. I think that's what every parent is worried about is
1: making sure that their children are protected. So that totally makes sense. Um, I would say that's one of the huge benefits with the lifestyle community Yes, is I feel like it's safer than what Jen was doing previously, Correct. going online, meeting people Absolutely. that she didn't know, meeting them honestly behind everybody's back. Mm-hmm. So if God forbid something happened to her, nobody knows where she's at or what hotel she randomly met these people exactly. at that she was having an affair with. Yes, And so the fact that it's consensual, the fact that her husband or her friends or all of us knows that we- she's safe and she's with people yes. that she can trust. And honestly, as big as STDs are, in the United States, and especially right now, Mm. this day and age. I mean, they're bigger than they ever have been.
2: Great. Lifestyles. Or is it just that we have more knowledge about it than we did back then? But I don't think it's more knowledge. I think that people
1: are honestly feeling safer to express themselves sexually, Mm -hmm. but not always doing it in the safest safe manner. manner. But in lifestyle
0: world, one of the things that is very important and very prevalent is everybody is very safe. Like we have one of the lowest incident rates of STDs and and we communicate. So if somebody does happen to have, you know, HSV, for example, um, so cultures that you have when you're a kid, I personally have this, so I'll share that, is that so I've had cultures Ever since I was a child, so there's nothing I can do about it. So guess what? I'm not doing anything to compromise anybody else, and I'm very yeah. honest about it. and And we check each other's tests if we're concerned to. You do everything else to be really, really conscientious in our world. And I think that's one of the coolest things because nobody's shy about talking about it. We're not shy about talking. Not at all. Hey throw a condom on and we don't do this. We If your rules do not kiss, you don't kiss. It's like it just matters. So now it's been really nice with Mike and I because we, you know, we are always on the same page
1: and we're so super open about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I would say because um, we know that we're in the lifestyle, us as well as a lot of our friends probably go – beyond the norm in terms of getting std shot or tests and things like that to yeah. prevent um and keep you know not only ourselves and our spouses safe but our partners that we're engaging with this is a pleasure thing this yeah. is not about causing anybody else pain correct yeah. this is so, a, it's enhancement and pleasure exactly it, and it really, so the last thing that we want to do is make somebody sick yeah. but i can understand as a parent that might be the first thought that you think about is how is this going to affect my child And is she
2: going to be safe? Actually, when uh, the lifestyle came up, it was like, okay. Um, I think I felt more comfortable with that than what she was doing before. I was almost relieved that she was in a club rather than just out randomly picking up just anybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, then processing. Processing because this was so different than what... I grew up with, what I was exposed with, um, to come, you know, uh, I, I had my husband said the best thing he ever could have said to me, he says, you know, babe, if you really think about it, we were not born to be monogamous. Wow. And what's his reason for that? Well, he said, you take and look, um, if we were meant to be monogamous, people wouldn't cheat on each other. We would be monogamous, right? People wouldn't uh, divorce and find somebody else they liked better, you know, because you're attracted to beautiful people, and you're attracted to multiple beautiful people that are out there. Uh, that that you find beautiful, and uh, he he said so. He said, "Well, my husband's a clinical psychologist as well." Ah. and uh but he just really uh helped me see that and i thought my own process was coming to that same conclusion we choose to be monogamous it's what fits each individual and um i think since meeting my husband uh and traveling as extensively as we travel uh you enter so many different cultures, so many, you find beauty everywhere you go. Correct. And people that are beautiful everywhere you go. And, um, there are whole communities that are non-monogamous. Yeah. It's not
1: an isolated group. Well, and (laughs) I
0: remember us saying that, that night in the, like in the backyard when we were talking and I was like, and mama's and i had this very intense conversation is like had we been have we been in a different country and had we not been and had i not been raised the way i was it would be completely acceptable to have consensual non-monogamy and so that my mom could like knowing her beliefs like, cuz so my mom's very monogamish or monogamous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're a monogamist
2: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> i am because but you're I- really accepting of me not being, and that you can open your mind considering how closed off you were. I mean, I was scared as hell to really tell you about when, about Mike yeah. and I, our true lifestyle. I was scared about it, so that's why I told your husband first. I told my stepdad first. I told him in the car, and he was like, because I knew he would understand, I knew he would soften the blow for my mom, I'm not going to lie, because it's intimidating when you're trying to come up to your family and to be real. So, because... I do have a very conservative family and a very conservative background, and I just, I don't live that way. And so then it was like, okay, family reaction, what's going to happen, everything else. But here's the interesting experience that I've had, is in the end, everybody just loves me. And they may not understand, they may judge, they may not, you know, they don't get it, but they love me. And as long as I'm happy, they're fine. So It's hard for people to come out because we keep it so hidden, right? And this part of what we're doing this for is that to start having those real conversations of, like, maybe you don't have to be so scared of having it hidden. And um, I'm hoping that, like,
2: this story with my mom. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to interrupt you. No, please. I was going to interrupt you because I think that the key, too, um, you have to know your family because some people would be incredibly judgmental and non accepting and that's the reality what you have to weigh is what's more important if you can sit and say it's more important that I own and accept who I am and if they because if I tell them and they totally reject me what's the cost what is the cost that I'm going to bear and I think because of conversations we'd had all along the road, even though you were scared to death to tell me, I think you knew that I wasn't going to turn my back on you.
0: Oh, agreed. And, but then there's also, you know, let's, I mean, let's be honest, let's talk about residual. Yeah. So let's talk about family, close family members and siblings who, yes. who don't quite understand and they don't understand because, I mean, again, we were raised so conservatively, they don't understand. It doesn't mean that they don't love me, but I don't feel that judgment has really, have relationships distanced, yes, but in some cases, yes, and in other cases, relationships have gotten
1: closer. Like yours yeah. and your mom's.
0: Yeah, well, and my mom and I, have we've always been really close, but even, like, I'm talking outside of my mom.
2: And uh, like her sister, her brother. Her brother was a preacher, of course, uh, and... Interestingly enough, he was the most accepting.
1: Doesn't <laughs> understand
2: amazing. it. Thinks, you know, that she's totally wrong, but that's okay. But he loves me. But he still loves her very much. And that's much. how sh-
1: religion should be. Um it really should be. I yes. mean, honestly, it's frequently the more religious people that we get backlash from being in the lifestyle. But those are the same people that are told every day, "Don't judge, love thy neighbor." Yeah, and those are the see, they're my, doing the exact opposite.
2: My son is truly authentic. Well, and in what he, when he what he feels and what he believes, and he, and so he was accepting. Now her sister uh, loves her loves her sister yeah. very much, but she cannot wrap her head around it and cannot accept her lifestyle, and where she has two daughters is very worried that—of the influence that, you know, which—you know, because she lives on a—they live on a cattle ranch.
1: And they're still very, very small-town— conservative mentality. Yeah, they very
2: small town conservative. Correct, that, which that's is the fine, best way but to I think it, from yeah. my
0: experience, as far as coming out to my family, like even all my aunts and everybody else, it's like, so my experience has been this. I'm gonna be who I am, I'm gonna say who I am. And other family members have come to me and we've been closer and we've done other things together to like do lifestyle activities and, um But in the end, I think the ultimate thing is that I just know that I'm loved. Like, it doesn't matter if anybody understands or doesn't understand. I never felt like I wasn't loved when everybody found out. And I was scared. And I'm one of the most open women you're ever going to meet in your life. And I was scared for my family and the reactions to come out. But it doesn't matter if we agree or disagree. I think the more important thing is what happens is I get a lot of questions. It's like, well, why do you think this? Why do you do this? Why yeah. why is that? And it's like, and I always say, you know, I'm wired this way. I always have been since I was a young girl. And if people love you, they're always going to accept you for who you are. And if they don't love you, then what, why what are we loss living? Are they right? What, right. what life. life are we? What life are we living then? Because yeah. we only get one. Well, why have them in your life if they don't love you? Exactly correct, and that's why because of they're
2: just going to bring heartache. And mm-hmm. Mom's
0: done such a great like she's been so understanding. I know she's you know I don't want to pretend like we have like a rainbow and unicorn and yes. mother daughter. Wait 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 wait. In my
2: world, it's rainbow and unicorns. <laughs> I remember when she started confessing to me one time all the stuff she was doing, I, I looked at her and I said, you know what, honey, that's really okay because I pre- I prefer my my world to yeah. reality. <laughs> have, I of reality. Of reality. I, I can <laughs> live outside of reality. I can live outside of reality. It's okay. If I don't see it, it doesn't exist. It's like when we moved down to the island. Right. There were these cockroaches that, you know, because... It's a damp environment. So you're comparing me to a cockroach. Thanks, no, no. Mom. No, no, I am not. But we had cockroaches in our apartment that we were living in while we were waiting. And so what I would do at night when I came home, I would reach my arm and turn on the light. They would all scatter, and then I'd open the door and go in. I did not have cockroaches. Didn't see it. They didn't exist. Right. I can live like that. <laughs> so your way of co- coping with it
1: was as long as you didn't have to see it, which, of course, regardless if it's monogamous or
2: monogamish.
1: Right. Nobody wants our parents to see what we do behind closed doors.
2: Correct. Yes. <laughs> and let's face it, I absolutely love all of her friends. I love them. I feel more connected to them because I think they live in the real world. Absolutely.
1: So I'm going to switch gears here for a second, and I'm going to ask you, Donna, how did that change your thoughts on Mike, Jen's husband? It
2: didn't. It it totally doesn't. I mean, Mike is Mike, and I feel the same towards him, whether they're in the lifestyle or not, and it it changed my feelings towards him not at all. So you didn't think that he loved your daughter any less for wanting to pursue this lifestyle or anything like that? No, I felt that they were honest. Which means that their marriage, is. Hey, listen. If my ex husband would have had another woman, left me completely alone, we we could still be married today. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been happy with it.
0: <laughs> well, and how did how, Mama? I'm curious to know honestly because we haven't talked about it. Like because you know that all of this kind of started because I've made myself kind of a a, a bit of a public figure, advocating for lifestyle, mm-hmm. and. Well, I would love to know kind of how you feel like the ramifications of that and kind of what's happened for you and kind of your processing and conversations and things
2: that you're having. I just don't feel any ramifications from it. I just don't. I mean, So nobody
1: came to you and said it's the way that you raised her or the way that you allowed her childhood to be upbringing or anything like that that no. caused you to feel any guilt on what her lifestyle is
2: currently. I, I don't feel any guilt towards her lifestyle. What I feel guilt over is the pain she had to endure growing up. But I've had to reconcile with that as well, that if we don't go through the situations that we grow up with, we don't become the people we eventually become. And we become far more compassionate, far more loving, and caring towards other people. And I can live with that now. I mean, it's been very hard because she did have to, she, she had to endure a lot, a lot. That she just, that breaks my heart that I didn't walk away from it before I did. Okay, But because it was so normal to me, because of my upbringing, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how abnormal it was.
0: But don't you think, though, Mom, that because of that, like, I think it created a lot of strength for me to be able to say, quite honestly, I I have a thick skin. And so that I think it created an environment for me to be able to be open and honest. And so I, I really express a lot of gratitude for that because... You know, yeah, things were tough. Like everything wasn't always awesome, right? But you've always created this really safe space. And I think it's one of the, the things a lot of people don't understand when you're coming out to your family and you're talking to your family about your lifestyle. I mean, statistics right now are showing like, there's like fifteen percent of people who are non-monogamous. Well, there's probably more than that. I would think fifty. Right, but well, fifty percent is what's interesting. Is if you look at divorce rates and things like that, a yeah. lot of it happens between because you're cheating, and we just get to communicate. Yeah, that's better. not monogamy. You right. know,
2: you know. Let's face it. Uh, you get married young, you grow in different ways, and so back in my mother's day, divorce just was not okay. Divorce was actually less accepting,
1: I feel like, at that time than adultery. Yes,
2: I agree with that. I think you're absolutely right. And the fact of the matter is, if we get into reality, there is a community out there that I—my husband and I watch a lot of documentaries. And we were watching this on this community. Every child is everybody's child. Every woman is everybody's wife. Every man is everybody's husband. So they say, well, you sleep with this woman, she has a child, you don't know if it's yours or not. And he goes, no, it is my child, because every child is my child. And I thought, now, they've got it right. That's how we should live our lives. Every child should be every person's child. That's one of the reasons living in a Latin American country that I I do love about is that every child is everybody's child. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Mom, final question is this. How do you really feel about what we're doing and me being this out there? How do I Come on, Mom. How do I feel about it? Uh, You're like, would you expect anything less? <laughs> yeah,
2: pretty much, I wouldn't expect anything less than you. Um, I think it's fine. If that's who you are, that's what you want, In in my gut of guts, I'm perfectly fine. I don't care. I really don't. I wish, you know, maybe... Somebody will say, You don't care. Well, no, as long as what I care about is her safety, that's it. And her happiness, I'm assuming. Well, yes. Uh, That goes with, for me, that goes without saying her happiness. Um, I I don't want this to hurt her, Mm -hmm. but judgment is there and it Mm -hmm. is going to come out. And if she doesn't care about the judgment and that can't hurt her, I'm fine. Because people are very, see, why don't I judge? That was the big question I had for myself. Why am I not shocked? Why am I not judging? Why am I not? Oh my God. And it's, it comes down to no one knows who you are inside except, you know, and you shouldn't be judged. You just shouldn't. I agree. I mean, honestly, the
1: way that I've always looked at monogamish lifestyle is as long as you're not hurting, and I look at this with everything, honestly, not just too. the lifestyle. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting yourself or somebody else right. and you're being honest with your partners and those who matter the most, why should you be ashamed of something that you're doing? No. And it's not like we're doing this because we want to put ourselves out there and go, oh, we all have sex. Yeah. Yeah. No. Everybody has sex. We all know that. We want to normalize the fact that it shouldn't be something that's taboo. It shouldn't be something that's hard to talk about with your partner, with your friends, with your family. I mean, I'm sure, Jen, and last question for you, Jen, how does it feel knowing that you have your mom to support you and to back you up during not only going through the podcast and putting yourself out there like this, but just even in your personal life Mm -hmm. of sharing with her the way that you and your husband have chose to live. Do you know what I think? I'm I'm a
0: I'm very very blessed to have my mom. But she
1: said something to me a few weeks ago
0: that that made me cry, and it was I was like, mom, if I'm gonna do this, I want to do this. So that if I can change the life of one person so that they didn't have to have shame, at least one person, so oh, they yeah. didn't have to be shame in feeling that if they weren't born, you know, monogamous in a monogamous world and if you were monogamish and my mom told me she goes honey you've already changed my life yes. because of it and so I know that I'm blessed and not uh, everybody's not going to have the the same story in any of those things but I'm really really lucky to have the friends and the family support that I do like to have the mom that I do is it's just well, awesome
2: and and the reason i told her that she changed my life because she did because growing up shame it was shameful that i became pregnant at 17 i it was shame for oh my god i had this desire at 17 how many 17-year-olds don't have that desire? Right. <laughs> I mean, let's think about this. It, it helped me to overcome the shame of enjoying a sexual relationship. Uh, many dark places that I had been in, I was able to confront. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have been able to confront that without her being so open and because this wouldn't have never been presented to me in this way. And so it just really has made a difference, and it it's put me in a place of questioning so many things that in my life that I've been able to overcome and it, it's it's absolutely wonderful and my husband and I are so much more open and communicative with each other than we ever were before because I can open up now he's always been able to open up I mean. He's terrific.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you always viewed sex because of getting pregnant at 17 as such a shameful thing mm -hmm. until this happened. Yes.
2: Well, I enjoyed it, but it was like, okay, let's, I didn't want to be. You almost felt guilty about enjoying it. There were things I couldn't enjoy because of the the suppression and that because I was made to feel guilt. The so curiosity, just, as, I, just as, as moms do not want to know about their daughter's sex
0: lives, daughters do not want to know about their moms. Yes. Lives. <laughs> is that fair? <laughs> that is
2: totally, totally. we Got that right there. These <laughs> are things that do not exist in our world. Our parents do we're not have back sex. Back. Our children do not have sex. Let's no, just go with No, we do. That. We
0: just don't need to know what happens behind your own doors. It Exactly. We don't need specifics. Oh, no, I would never be going (laughs) into specifics. We don't
2: need to know about specifics. (laughs) Amen. Amen, sister. I am with you 100% on that. (laughs) Okay, so one last thing. Um, If
1: you had to do it again and you told your mom in a different way, would it be sooner, later, if you had to do it all over again?
0: Um, I think that everything did it I think I did it the way that I could. I think that in the end timing I wish I wish I would have known about community sooner because I think that would have saved me years of pain. So I think I didn't know how um amazing and open in the community is in lifestyle because we you know, we just have those feelings of cheating and shame and you know, you and desire. So I think that um but I I really love and appreciate the fact that I can talk to my mom, and knowing that she gives me so, she gives me every time I tell her something, and it's been this way since I was a kid. She gets this look, like, and then she goes, "Okay, honey, I love you." (laughs) (laughs) My mom does. So I think it was just I think from my own personal journey, it was different. But I would I don't think I would change how, um, like being so open and honest with you, and being open
2: everywhere else. I think in in. In the universe, because I really believe in the universe and everything coming at the right time.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I do, too. (laughs) And and the timing. I think, uh, honestly, I think I was meant to be a a flower child, and um, I'm just now at 63, able to be who I was meant to be. I've been able to discover myself. And uh I think it's helped tremendously living on an island wow. and and having many European friends and my hairdresser. When I was talking to her about my daughter and, you know, this tel- the first television thing you did. She goes, "Who cares?" Right. I mean, like that is so like not important, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: and it, that's
2: the way it should be. And and I think Europeans, a lot of Europeans, are much further ahead of us on this than we are. Agree, I agree. You know. Well, I can't thank
1: you enough for coming to join us today, Donna, oh, and sharing welcome. your story and holding back the tears on both ends. And I think this is really going to help other people to be able to discuss these issues with not only their parents, their sisters, their other family members, and people that feel close to them. I hope
2: so. And I hope if other people who are not in this see this, that we can just learn that. What does it really mean? matter it doesn't it doesn't we need to you know it's like with Gabe my son and I were having this conversation about judgment and hurting people as long as you're not hurting anybody and he goes well what about the child who gets bullied because he has two moms?" I said then it's time that we need to educate the public that this is okay right <laughs> right so mom
0: thank you so much for coming yes. and doing this and helping us in this new crazy venture of ours yeah and we're very very
2: excited. I love you so much. Wow, it's incredibly mutual. <laughs> I love you, Mom. Thank the you, love guys. Of a Mother.
1: All right. You bet. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us today on Monogamish, where Inquiring Minds Want to Know. And if you guys would like to support us, please visit our website at monogamish.com. And don't forget, there's a dash between the M and the I.